If you're nearby when someone's heart stops, do you know what to do? Well, the answer to that question is changing. With the details, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. The American Heart Association has a new set of guidelines regarding cardiopulmonary resuscitation, and here to explain them is the lead author of the recommendations. Dr. Michael Sayer is an associate professor of emergency medicine at Ohio State University. So tell us what the changes are. Well, the key change is for people who have not been trained in CPR. We want them to remember to do two things. If they encounter some adult who has collapsed suddenly, We want them to, number one, call 911, or else send someone else to call 911. And number two, to start chest compressions by pushing hard and fast in the center of the victim's chest. And this is for people specifically who have not gone through CPR training? Right. We want people to understand that if they encounter someone who's had a sudden cardiac arrest, there is something they can do that will help, even if they've never been trained. And this new procedure avoids the need for doing mouth-to-mouth resuscitation? Right. We recognize that traditional CPR training is sometimes rather complicated to do and to remember, and we hope that by simplifying the training, we can get more people to do CPR. And we base this recommendation on three different studies that were published in 2007 that showed that the survival for victims of sudden cardiac arrest who received hands-only CPR without mouth-to-mouth breathing was the same as patients who received conventional CPR with mouth-to-mouth breathing. So do you feel it's necessary for people to go through the actual training classes? Going through training classes can be quite helpful. We know that this is a skill, something you do, and practicing anything like that is going to make you better at it and feel more comfortable if you encounter a patient who needs CPR. But also there are patients who really do need air, and in order to identify those patients accurately as well as learn how to do mouth-to-mouth breathing, it would be important to take a class. These chest compressions aren't going to assist in getting air into the lungs, so basically it's just keeping the circulatory system sustained? Exactly. The last breath that the victim took contains oxygen, and when they collapse suddenly, one minute they're fine and 10 seconds later they're unresponsive on the ground, there's still plenty of air left from that last breath in their lungs and in the blood that's sitting in their big blood vessels that hasn't yet gone to their heart and their brain. So we can take advantage of that reservoir, that reserve of oxygen, sort of like we do when you're holding your breath in a swimming pool and circulate the oxygen to the heart and to the brain. What kind of success rate does CPR have in terms of saving lives? Well, we know that the victims of sudden cardiac arrest who get some form of CPR from someone who happens to be nearby when the victim collapses have double or triple the chance of survival compared to someone who does not get any form of CPR. What if the person administering the chest compressions does it wrong? Can it do more harm than good? In my opinion, and I think the evidence is pretty conclusive on this, that you cannot hurt the patient. You cannot make them worse than dead. You might crack a few ribs, but that's better than the alternative, right? Absolutely. I think the injuries from CPR are common, but they're minor. Things like broken ribs are uncomfortable and they hurt, but they're very rarely serious injuries. And the chances of having a serious injury happening from doing some chest compressions is very low. And I think that does hold people back, the fear that somehow they're going to hurt the victim. But the thing to keep in mind is that if you do nothing, 
the person's going to die. How do you recognize if someone really needs CPR? There are a couple of clues. One thing is that the victim collapses suddenly. So in other words, they're fine, they're talking to you, they're walking, and then a few seconds later they're lying unresponsive on the floor and you shake them and they don't talk, they don't come awake. There are only a very few things that will cause that kind of problem and the vast majority of the people who are like that are in fact in cardiac arrest. If they are not really in cardiac arrest and you begin doing chest compressions, people will wake up and they'll tell you to stop. We're talking with Dr. Michael Sayre. He's an associate professor of emergency medicine at Ohio State University. And we're discussing the new recommendations in CPR. Is there a website listeners can go to for more information? Sure. It's AmericanHeart.org slash hands only CPR, all one word. Dr. Sayre, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. To learn more about this or previous InfoTrack shows and guests, visit us online at TalkZone.com. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks Corporation. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack.